Welcome back, fellow travelers, to Bon Voyage. I'm your co-host and tour guide, Rob. With me, as always, is friend, co-host, and first-time traveler, Adam. Hello. So we're uh, we're guestless this week, and we're now a quarter through the 24 released films. Mm. So we thought we'd do our intro a little different. Oh shoot! Already I forgot. We're starting to uh, plug our Twitter and Instagram. So you can find us at those two places at 007 Bon Voyage, or you can email us at 007 Bon Voyage at gmail.com. Bon Voyage 007 was taken. Bon Voyage was taken, (laughs) which scared me. I thought there was another podcast, but they're just like fan sites. Sweet. So we thought we would also do a uh, recap of James Bond's career so far. Oh, that's right. And I'm going to like throw some music in behind here. It's going to be great. Yeah. So I tried to, just in the interest of keeping this not too, too long, because you know how I can ramble, I thought I would write down some bullet points, and it ended up being practically an essay. Mm. I just got through Casino Royale and then tried to time it, and it was like three minutes. So that times, (laughs) how many have we done? Like six, right? Six. So that just would take too long. And we've sort of lost this thread, the idea, like early on, we were Mm -hmm. talking about how this could theoretically be James Bond's career. Like, I just came up with this random watch or it's not random. I am sort of trying to create uh, a theoretical career path for him rather than just watching it chronological. So maybe before we do that, how has the order been so far? Would you have, because you've watched one of every actor so far, which is good. Except except for for Lazenby, because he only did one. And we're going to watch that mid-pack. Because some people watch, like, you'll watch the first Sean Connery, watch the first Roger Moore, watch the first, you know, do it in that order. One podcast I listened to went with Dr. No and then Skyfall, which at that time was the most recent and just kind of goes back and forth. But the problem with that one is you've got seven Roger Moores in the middle. So you're watching like six Roger Moores in a row. Mm -hmm. How have you been enjoying this order? It's been good for me so far. The only thing that's not worked as well, maybe, is that the Roger Moore one didn't hit for me. I think... You were saying that, right? Right, right. That's too bad. Because based on your reaction to the Brosnan one, I thought for sure you'd be a Roger yeah, fan. But I thought I, so, too. Well, just to describe the day today compared to the last episode you guys mm. listened to, which was a beautiful Saturday afternoon. Today is a snowy, freezing Friday afternoon. Yeah. We're both off work. Today's context is a lot better. Like, this yeah. is a, a better time to watch a bomb To be movie. inside. Yeah, like, we were supposed to work today, but because of the weather, we're off all of a sudden and instead of you know raking leaves or whatever in the snow we're yeah we're gonna watch a movie which is great and hey not to say i don't love bond on a sunny day but it'd be very different if we were just casually watching it having a few drinks and laughing about it but doing it for a podcast and actually really paying attention it's hard when it's beautiful out and you could be Mm -hmm. doing other things um keep to them to the mic sorry i'm uh being taught how to how would you describe this uh mic technique mic technique yeah Yeah. so if anybody knew me i uh (laughs) i like to talk and ramble as you're learning being a listener here but when i do it in person i gesticulate i move all around i get up i look all over the place i'm quite animated so that could uh explain why or why my volume goes up and down adam's doing the best he can (laughs) with (laughs) with what he's got to work with yeah i think it's uh we've ironed out a lot of the kinks and it's gonna sound pretty consistent and good for now for now on hopefully all right well i haven't had anything to drink yet i've had a few coffees haven't had Mm -hmm. a lot to eat but i'll try to do this as quick as possible (laughs) 
Yeah, give yeah. us the recap. All right. Any Anytime you have anything to add, come in. I'm just doing this off the cuff now. Yeah. You might have to remind me of some things. I'll try. All right. So we're just pretending this is a man we're watching. I'm, I'm going to do this without even saying the movie, I think. Just what James Bond has done mm-hmm. in his career so far. So the first time we see James Bond is in Prague. He has found out that the station chief there it has become bent and gets his first two kills to get his double O status. Now with his double O status, he is tasked with tracking a bomb maker, kills that bomb maker, gets, oh, see, this is gonna take me way too long. (laughs) I wanna go through every single point. All right, basically, through uh, a bomb maker, he finds out, Jesus, no, this is too hard. I don't think I can do this. I I can't do little details. This is why I'm a terrible uh, tweeter, Twitter, Twitterer. Twitter tweeter. Yeah, and uh, why I'm not such a good writer because I just ramble and ramble. All right, he, even though M doesn't think he's ready, he's tasked to go on this mission to beat a terrorist organization's banker at a game of poker. Uh, M doesn't think he's ready, but he has to go because he's the best poker player. I don't really know how Many to minutes later, uh, organization behind Le Chief. The side mission for Bond is to get more information on Vesper and how they were using her. Anything to add? I'm already lost. No. All right. Well, that mission basically gets sidetracked into this whole water thing in Bolivia. Bolivia? Yeah. I don't think this is working. I'm dragging. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we just... Can you do it brief? Like, super brief? All right, super brief. Just start from the top. In my mind, when I'm, like, raking leaves and thinking about this, it's hilarious trying to actually make a career... Follow his whole career. But, yeah, saying it out loud, I just want to give so many more details. Do you want me? I can try and do it if you want. All right. Try it. All right, I'll try and do the recap here. So... Bond gets his double O status in Prague from a bent part of MI guy. Yeah, station chief. There you go. <laughs> then through a bomb maker, ends up in a big poker game with a banker of terrorist organization Quantum. Mm-hmm. He wins the poker game, but gets kidnapped by this guy Lashif, and then Lashif is killed by one of the guys in Quantum. Mr. White. Mr. White. And Bond falls in love with the accountant they sent to make sure he didn't spend all the money at the poker game. And then he basically runs away with this girl. (laughs) Yeah. Then there's some confusion about, it seems like she's kind of a double agent working for Quantum because of her partner uh, was being held hostage by Quantum. Right. So Bond's kind of been double crossed and then she dies and Bond is sad. Very. Cut right into the next movie, Bond goes after Mr. White, is it? He gets Mr. White at the end of Casino Royale. Yes. He's in the trunk at the start of the next film. There you go. So Quantum, what what the heck happens in Quantum? <laughs> like, the movie opens with him interrogating Mr. White, uh, a double agent breaks Mr. White out. So then M tasks him with, you know, going down a wild goose chase, basically trying to find more answers, trying to find Mr. White. Yes. And that's how they find Mr. Green, because Mr. Green used a bunch of Lashif's money to hire mm-hmm. someone to kill a woman. And that leads Bond down this whole thing with uh, them trying to change a government in Bolivia to get the water rights down there. Yeah, so basically through some loose connection to the other quantum stuff, we follow this weird political water situation in Bolivia with Mr. Green, who then off camera confesses to Bond all about what quantum is. Basically, before Bond gives him some oil 
for yeah. a drink in the desert. Yeah. Yeah. So that the official mission was a success there. He got a bunch of information on Quantum yeah. and somehow, yeah, and then he goes to Russia. It turns out Vesper's boyfriend wasn't actually kidnapped. This is an agent who works for Quantum who goes in and seduces women who work for governments because we get a Canadian woman who works for... That's right. It's like one of the only Canadian in the whole series. Yeah. 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 So it turns out Vesper was good? Yeah, she... So he seduced her. They fell in love, pretended to be kidnapped, and she... Started started selling secrets to Quantum because they held her supposed boyfriend. So she yeah. was never actually bent. <laughs> she was never actually She really, was also duped. She was manipulated. Yes. Right, right. Yeah. So he got, it's not perfect, but he got a Quantum of Solace. <laughs> and then we cut to, we're in Russia still, like, oh, Bond, while you're here. Exactly. Uh, and he's trying to deal with some, like a weapons bazaar. Well, I like the idea that M's like, all right, that, this one was really rough. We're not sending them back to London. No time to sit and stew. We're still in Russia and there's this illegal arms thing going on. We got to send him there to just keep him busy. Yeah, and now he looks like Pierce Brosnan. And now he looks like Pierce Brosnan for yeah, some reason. And it just, looks, it's like 10 years earlier, but whatever. Yeah, <laughs> and then, so this whole situation, what even happens with the bazaar? They just like uh, blow it well, up. Well, he saves the day. He stops uh, an explosion setting off a bunch of they were gonna bomb it once they f saw all these weapons they told bond to get out of there but then a truck moves and they find out there's nukes on a jet they might not explode but there'd still be a nuclear fallout which would mm -hmm. be very bad so bond hops in the plane that has the nukes and takes off through that nothing really except that we see the gps encoder thing being sold and that's right the like tech hench person was there buying it so that's a little nod to the rest of the story but that that story mainly bond is sent by m to investigate how the chinese and british got into a little fight in the south china sea mm -hmm. that's uh, right and some big media magnet was way ahead of the story so bond is sent to investigate him and gets embroiled in this whole thing about yeah. yes trying to stop war between East and West. So, long story short, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> Bond gets into a more kind of normal mission of, quote-unquote normal mission, of media mogul trying to start World War III between China and the UK. And the thing he gets out of it is broadcasting rights in China for, for the, next, the next hundred years. Yeah, yeah. A man who's like in his 60s. Let's yeah, <laughs> looks like Steve Jobs. Probably his biggest stakes yet. You know, yeah. coming off of uh, the water thing in Bolivia, it's a pretty big deal. But mm. stopping World War III between China and Britain, pretty big deal. Yeah. But he succeeds there. Succeeds there. Had a few uh, rough encounters, some good fights, but he mm -hmm. made it through that all right. Didn't quite... Well, he did kind of fall in love again, but not... Yeah, not much less so. Thing. I think he just had a lot of fun yeah. with a fellow agent. Yes. His, his yeah. Chinese counterpart. This uh, is a good rebound from all the seriousness of the previous. Exactly. Yeah. Then he's on a bit of a roll, and he's in the South China Sea anyway. He's in the Pacific. So, so he just swims right over. Yeah, to, to South America and blows <laughs> up a, a big heroin depot. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. And now he's Sean Connery. Now, now he looks like Sean Connery, and it's like, for some reason, it looks like it's a much longer time ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So on his way back from South America, he stops in Florida. While he's at this hotel, this guy Goldfinger is cheating at some cards. So he investigates him and totally messes with him. Mm -hmm. And then M, once he gets, I mean, a few people are murdered there, will not get watered down. So then he gets back in Britain and M tasks him with tracking down this Goldfinger to try to figure out how he's smuggling gold outside of the country because 
you know, he's not paying his taxes and that really upsets them. Yeah. So this on the surface seems like, uh, a, you know, just you, all about money. Yeah. And you just saved the world, you know, save the East and West start World War Three. So maybe we'll just task you with something nice and easy mm -hmm. tracking this uh, industrial magnet who's smuggling gold through that, though. He tracks him and tracks him all the way. And then he gets caught by this guy and he gets shipped over to Kentucky with him. He's basically Goldfinger's hostage and he finds out that he's going to blow up the entire gold deposit at Fort Knox. In the Make, States, yeah. Yeah, making Goldfinger, oh, what, he would then have the most gold in the country? Yeah, so, it would get rid of... in the world? Yeah, get rid of most of the gold, basically, because of the nuclear fallout, so that his gold is worth way more. Right, right. Something like that. So, again, not huge stakes. Like, there was a nuke involved, but it was probably going to go off underground. It was underground. just about money, really. Yeah. But then, you know, Bond, <laughs> in a very uh, uh, long-discussed <laughs> part of the movie that... On that episode of the podcast. Go back to the Goldfinger episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Her name. yeah. I, I like to look at it like every other weapon in his arsenal failed. You know, he did a lot of spying. He had a lot of gadgets. He tried to escape. He did all these things, but he fell back on the only thing he had left, his talent for seduction, and he turned yeah. pussy galore, and she saved the day. Yes. Yeah. Again, go back and listen to that episode about yeah. exactly did she want to turn like what anyway sure regardless pussy galore saves the day essentially right. uh, in this and they do some weird like fake out thing with goldfinger and that all ends well because the guy who knows how to detonate bombs showed up before you know it actually blew right and with all that in mind, I would say after they debriefed, once uh, Bond got picked up, and was like, you know, you didn't really do anything here. All you did was seduce her. You yeah. didn't even defuse the bomb. So what you, you got to do out. is some training. So him and the other double O's hop in a plane to go do a training mission in Gibraltar, which doesn't go well at all. No, no. So he's the only one that survives, right? Yes. Two other double agents are killed, and we see for the first time in his career the Russian term Smetspirinin, which is death to spies, which leads him on a mission to go help a defector come back from Czechoslovakia. Mm -hmm. right? Exactly. Yeah. For like a KGB defector. Yeah. Who has information on this. Yeah. But that ends up just being a wild goose chase. Also a double cross where the yeah. defector like purposefully got re-kidnapped from Britain's control. Right. Right. Yeah. And it was all this Schmidt Spirinum thing, death to spies was all just an elaborate hoax by this fake defector and a weapons dealer to try to again get a little war going between the east and west all so he can like to distract everybody yeah. so he can embezzle money from russia to buy a bunch of heroin and make a buck yeah exactly which sends bond on a wild romp through czechoslovakia to, uh, tunisia afghanistan yeah so he, all over the world all over the world but uh, he stopped it at the end, luckily. Uh, he dropped all that free heroin all over Afghanistan. Yeah, <laughs> probably no negative consequences there. Yeah, no. Uh, um, also, he looks like Timothy Dalton and falls in love with the beautiful cellist. Uh, Kara. But he totally ditched her after her performance. Yeah, her solo. And then he went on a quick little mission to Rome that we didn't really get to see, but he totally fell for a lady there, and that's where we see him next at his apartment with this woman from Rome when mm. M totally crashes him way too early in the morning, and he's like, hey, you did an all right job last time finding out how other agents were being killed. This time, there was an agent killed at the UN in New Orleans and down at Haiti, not Haiti, uh, San Monique. Mm -hmm. so, so can you go investigate that and figure it out? So he gets sent to New York to investigate more agents being killed. 
Oh my gosh, then what happens? He, uh, they were killed while tracking a prime minister from Saint-Monique. So he starts picking up that tracking and that leads him on the whole thing through... With tarot cards and... Harlem, yeah. voodoo, New Orleans, uh, drug trafficking, a lot of black exploitation. Big boat chase. <laughs> Bunch of boat chases. Yeah, all to find out. Gators. Again, just like his last mission, it's all about heroin. Yeah, it's turns out the gangster and the prime minister are the same person, and they're just looking to give away a bunch of free samples of heroin to to get a bunch of addicts in America, and then they'll be the presumably once they give away all the heroin, all the other gangsters who are selling heroin are gonna like go nuts and fight each other and kill each other, and they'll be the only ones left. I think that's his big something plan. Something like that, and like so that they can't sell their heroin or something because everyone right. has it for free. Right, and then there's gonna be a bunch more addicts, so he's gonna get super duper rich, but. Bond successfully blows him up, literally. Yeah, <laughs> like a balloon. Like a balloon. And uh, yeah, so, so far, he has had his heart broken. A few women have died under his control. He saved a country from a vicious dictator and, you know, let them drink a bunch of water. Stopped uh, a media mogul from having mm-hmm. uh, broadcasting exclusive rights. broadcasting rights in China and stopped China and the UK to go to war. And shut down a whole bunch of heroin. Yeah. and Oh, and he's the uh, gold magnet we forgot. So yeah, Goldfinger. Sorry, I just said we wouldn't mention the movies, but three movies in a row. And this was by mistake. Goldfinger, Living Daylights, and Live and Let Die, all heroin. Goldfinger wasn't about heroin, but at the start of the movie, he blows up a heroin That's plant right. in the cold yeah, open. Yeah. So yeah, he's really just messing with the heroin trade for the last <laughs> little bit of his career. Sorry for that. Thanks for bearing with yeah. us. I hope that yeah. was enjoyable. Hopefully that gets edited into something nice. <laughs> I'm sure it will. And where does that bring us, Robbie? That brings us to actually the original. I think we're going to watch a few of Bond's encounter with the mysterious organization known as Spectre, which I've told you a little bit about, but I'm trying not to, as I've said the last few episodes, I'm, I got to stop leading you down a path. I just want to see how you feel about these early ones. So we're going back to the original, the 1962 Dr. No, the original of the Eon canon anyway. Yeah, I was going to say, so this is the first Bond movie, but is it the really the first Bond movie? Well, besides the... The spoof Casino yeah, Royale? The, yeah, exactly. But this is the first Sean Connery, the first Cubby Broccoli, Eon Productions film with Ian Fleming involved. Yeah, I don't want to say anything about it because I don't want to... How, how do you feel about it? you excited for another Sean Connery? I, I did like Goldfinger. Yeah. Uh, I'm in, you know, good mood today and everything. So I'm sure I think it'll be good. I don't know anything about it besides that Spectre is there. Sean Connery it's the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said Gold, Goldfinger was the next one, right? Goldfinger's three. Is number three. There's two. And you said Goldfinger established a lot of the tropes. So I expect there to be less tropes, I guess, in this. It's just... It's a brand new thing, and mm. it, I, oh, it's so hard to not say to just start gushing before we even watch it. But <laughs> you're doing good. You're doing yeah. good. I can see the restraint in your face. Thank you. We'll see if this keeps working. It's just a fun, different order. It, it's kind of hilarious to try to tie yeah. it together. Again, I'm not trying to marvel this. I, I, I in no way think that these are actually connected. Mostly I'm doing this to have a random watch order. And I just hate the jump from Quantum to Skyfall, which you'll when we finally get to Skyfall, you'll see why. There needs, needs to be a lot of missions 20 and movies, movies in between. between Quantum and Skyfall. Because he's like... 
at the end of Quantum, I need you back, Bond. I never left. And he's like young and ready to work. And Skyfall, instantly I'm burnt out. And we're like yeah. done and we're tired and old. And it just makes no sense. And it always really bugs me. So I want to see a bunch of missions before that. So it's fun to just imagine that this man could actually do all of these missions. It's your soft jbcu uh, i mean again i hate that and i hate that all movies have to do that now and that no. all these series are filling all of the gaps in star wars and marvel and all that crap i never want this to happen with bond i want to make that clear this is just fun and i don't stand by it perfect so where does this one open how does it tie to the last you can give me that he's just playing again actually it's a it's an agent that's killed and he's sent to investigate bond is just playing uh, some cards oh sorry i just remembered since he's playing cards i did get some feedback and i welcome any feedback any fact checks or anything like that apparently in the casino royale episode i said he was in the book that he plays backgammon i always screw up backgammon and backrat i know that they're very different games he's playing backrat i think it opens uh, dr no opens with him playing that as well and he's called in to see m because m has a mission for him okay okay so we just left him where was he at the end of Live and Let Die? On a train. He's on a train. Bound for nowhere. Yeah, playing gin rummy. That's right. Yeah, he likes his gin. Anyway, he was, yeah, with friggin' Solitaire on the train. So I guess he uh, took a train up. Where were they? They were in San Monique, then presumably Florida, on a train up to New York to catch a flight back to the UK. Maybe he's been off for a little bit because mm-hmm. he's had a busy few months. So then he been on a little vacation and he's just hanging out in london playing some cards and he's finally called back into duty to investigate a murder of a mr strangways down in jamaica all right well let's go watch that and we'll be right back all right Three blind mice. We're back. Underneath the mango tree. <laughs> I can't sing for shit, but the music is awesome in this. How you feeling, buddy? I'm good. Yeah, that was, you know, I know you're going to ask me my first thoughts. Sure. It was good. Good. I'm yeah, glad you thought I so. I liked it a lot. Want to ask me my first thoughts or should I just do everything around here? I don't want to know what you think. No, tell me. What was it like watching it today? I like this more as an adult every time I see it. I think I'd mm. watch it again already. Yeah. We finished six minutes ago. I love like, (laughs) I don't think there's anything I don't like in it. Hmm. This is uh, one of my favorites. And it wasn't. I hated it as a kid. It was so, well, so boring. It's slow in some ways. It's it's, me as a kid. I talked about Armageddon in the intro. I loved Armageddon. It came out when I was 11 and that was the type of thing I liked. That's why I liked Brosnan when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. So this, when I first saw it on VHS, when I was 10 or 11 i could barely get through it i didn't understand it like the effects are terrible at least i thought so i now really appreciate them now that i know the context or whatever yeah i love it the first thought i wanted to put out was uh what an awesome spy he is in this one unlike a lot yeah that was my first thought was holy shit an actual spy movie kind of for the first time of the six we well now seven we've watched so far i mean like goldfinger he was kind of spy like too right yeah he was spying but not as capable he I mean, I know he got caught in this one too, but like all the spy craft was, in it. Yeah. I, I, I made a little list. We'll get to that after. Yeah, I, I got to take my turn doing a uh, 
summary. Yeah. Well, you asked a question before and I said, hold, hold it. Yeah. So my, my question, it was just like my, like, wait, what question was like, what was the villain's plot exactly? Well, there maybe was like we'll... a rocket launch and oh my gosh. All right. So we open up in uh, Kingston, Jamaica, which we find out through the lyrics of three blind mice, three apparent homeless dudes out of nowhere, kill a man. Mm-hmm. And his secretary, a man who was playing cards with a bunch of other gentlemen outside of a fancy social club of some sort. It turns out that he must work for MI6 because he fails to check in there. These dudes at this radio place that he was trying to contact, contact MI6, and then they summon Bond. And we see uh, a dude trying to find him in a casino. And we get Bond's introduction there at the... Les Ambassadeurs, is that what it was called? Did you notice yeah, the sign? Yeah, it was French, I think. Where he's playing some Baccarat, not backgammon. Schmeffer <laughs> is backgammon, yeah. yeah. Uh, first note there, too, is we didn't see Bond until that point, which was like 10 minutes in, at least. Yeah, they take their time in this one, for sure. We didn't see the villain till like 20 minutes left of the movie, it yeah, feels like. That's true. Yeah, they take their time with the intros. So they summon Bond back to MI6. He gets his briefing. Uh, M informs Bond that Strangways, this dude who was killed, who we saw get killed, has gone missing. They don't know where he is. And that he was investigating satellites and missiles that were shot down. Toppling is what they called it. Mm-hmm. Uh, or they just kind of disappeared. Missiles that were being launched out of Cape Canaveral. So in Florida. So he was down in Jamaica, island hopping, investigating this, and then went missing. After being forced to trade in his Beretta for a new Walther PPK, Bond is sent in to investigate. He's waylaid at the airport by a dude who took cyanide. There's also a lady who's taking pictures of him. Mm-hmm. So you start to get a... The guy taking cyanide, you must know that he's got a pretty uh, evil boss that he's yeah, pretty afraid yeah. of. He's starts his investigation by interviewing those gentlemen at the club who last saw Strangways alive and that one of them says uh, Strangways has taken up fishing lately yeah. with this uh, charterer named Coral. So he goes to talk to him and at first we think Coral's bad but really they were just making sure that Bond wasn't bad and Felix Leiter introduces himself, the CIA agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, then those few have a little conversation at a cool little pub. They discuss Strangways a bit more and what he was actually doing when not fishing, but what he was actually doing with Coral. He was just island hopping around, and uh, Crab Key is mentioned again, and it's owned by a mysterious Chinese man that they repeat over and over again, mm. whose name is Dr. No. We see the camera woman again, and she's like basically tortured. They almost ripped her arm off, and she still wouldn't give information, so that... Yeah further makes them believe that this guy must be uh, someone who's pretty serious. Bond asks the professor dude, did you catch his name? Mm, No. He's a geologist, though. Yeah, he's a geologist, and he was one of the gentlemen at the club. Mm. And he has a lab or whatever, and apparently Strangways have brought some rocks to have some samples taken to see what's... Rocks and sand and stuff, yeah. Whatever, yeah. He said, no, they came back completely normal when he went to see him. And then, this is where you said, holy, you're taking a lot of notes, so I go bullet point from here on (laughs) (laughs) i asked you how your essay was coming that's right so after he visits the professor the professor immediately goes to dr no so we know that he was lying this Mm -hmm. is a bad guy dr no is very disappointed that he failed to kill bond he shouldn't have come here during the what did i tell you about coming here during the day yeah very very hush hush gives him a tarantula to go kill bond yeah fails at that too bond murders that tarantula with his boot then the next morning after bond survives the tarantula thing he goes 
to government house to get the files on Dr. No. They're missing. Strangways was the last one to have them. So we there he meets Miss Tara, sets up a date with her. He gets a Geiger counter. A Geiger counter from MI6. They yeah. send him that. And he goes to the boat that he and Coral were using to go island hopping. Like, what? Tell me, Coral, where did he put the rocks? And he yeah. scans it and finds that it was full of radiation. So he knows that the professor was lying. Goes and meets Miss Tara, sees right through her ruse, knows that, oh, yeah, he's almost run off the road in the only action scene we see in the whole movie. Yeah. So he knows that she set him up. And then he dispatches her and waits patiently for the professor to arrive and executes him in totally badass fashion. Then he and Coral and Felix take off to Crab Key. Bond and Coral go ashore. They spend the night. And in the morning, Bond wakes up to a beautiful woman yeah. singing the mango tree song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fishing for shells that she can mm-hmm. then sell in Miami. Yeah, for $50. $50 a shell. $50. Little does she know, this morning is not going to go as she planned. They immediately get shot at by Dr. No's people, and there's like a slow 10 or 15 minute chase through the jungle as Dr. No's people are after them. Mm -hmm. The mysterious dragon appears. It's just a tank that kills Coral. They get captured. They go through an awesome decontamination. Mm -hmm. They are met with wonderful hospitality, given really nice clothes and a cool hotel room, subsequently poisoned and knocked out. Then they got to go to dinner with Dr. No, who tries to turn Bond. He says, you're the closest and coolest or whatever. You're so cool, Bond. Why don't you join my team? Exactly. Join Spectre, the first mention of... Oh, I wrote it down. Spectre, or the... Special Executive for Counterintelligence, Terrorism, Revenge, and Extortion. And if you're paying attention, Special gets two letters, and Counterintelligence only gets one, gets C. Hmm. It's a very strange acronym, but hey, Spectre's really cool. Bond obviously refuses. Dr. No says, keep Bond alive for a minute, because I have more questions for him. Bond escapes, foils Dr. No's plan to bring down more missiles, satellites, Mm -hmm. destroys his base, escapes. Bangs Honey Rider in a boat. So that's summary. It's like one of the more simple ones, really. Yeah, it actually, it's, yeah. Maybe. He only goes to Jamaica. It's just Jamaica and London. The plot's super straightforward, but man, it looks good the whole time through. Yeah, yeah. And like, I know some of the fights and like the rear projection and the driving looks bad. And there's some really <laughs> bad cuts. Like they're looking at the same thing. And normally when you make a hard cut, it'll be looking at something else. Like it'll Mm. pan or whatever. But yeah, like looking at the same person and it cuts and they're like, you know, it jerks around quite suddenly. Especially early in the movie, I noticed a few. A few of those, a few of the audio dubs are a little off and stuff. Yeah, yeah. As is expected, I guess. 1962, million dollar budget. I, I don't know if that's normal to have those kind of things. I guess I haven't watched that many movies with that same kind of budget Mm -hmm. of that time but other than that like they spared no expense it seems on the sets and all the shooting on location like they worked well with the budget for sure like you said there's one location more or less Mm -hmm. you know they reused sets a few times so they could make them good right yeah they did yeah you don't see that a lot because they they went to the government house a few times like his hotel room a couple times and the exterior of dr no's place when the professor went and then later when he goes that was mm-hmm. used twice yeah the hotel room at dr no's lair was used like the weird little suite that bond stayed in yeah. he, he runs back when he's looking for honey at the end what'd you think of uh mr sean connery in this one i really like sean connery yeah like 
so far he's one of my top bonds yeah, yeah. top two top three that's that's pretty fair pretty fair yeah. <laughs> yeah oh yeah he's a lot of people's favorite right oh yeah for sure he's the original yeah and this so let's have two different conversations here sure one we should talk about how it is the first one and let's mm-hmm. also talk about it in our created narrative like how yes. this is his seventh mission yeah yeah and whether or not that actually works so I mean, the big glaring thing there was the whole, uh, you haven't met Felix yet. Sure, sure. Maybe he could have just been lying to M about his uh, meeting him his before. contacts. Like, he doesn't make those known or something. But you're right, that is a bit of or a Or Felix is a code name or... Because it is a different actor, again, this Felix. Sure. Even then, do we meet him in Goldfinger, right? And he was like the young guy? He was a little bit older in Goldfinger. I don't know which his one. His age fluctuates a lot. Yeah, yeah. In uh, Live and Let Die, he was kind of young. He's been in every one, I think. Which one was he like kind of buckethead in like the cardboard computer chip? Oh, that was uh, Living Daylights. Yeah, yeah. That's the young, young one I'm thinking. Right, right. One way that it really works, I think, again, is how freaking capable he was. Like, Mm. it's like he's learned a lot, you know? Yeah. He's not too hung up on the women. He doesn't take them too seriously. He does all the cool stuff in the hotel room to... Yeah, with the hair and the... With the hair and the powder and all of that. And like breaking out of Dr. No's lair... Was pretty badass. Mm. How he was immediately suspect of the man who was picking him up at the airport and went back mm. and made the phone call. Like he's just he's on the whole time. Yeah, yeah. He's very good. But I like too that he's like so at the beginning when he trades his gun and he's like reluctant and everything, that was kind of, you know, cute in a way. Which would make sense for like, you know, it's mission seven bond, not mission like right. thirty or something. I'm trying to think if he has mentioned his Walther PPK yet in the other movies, because that is the mm-hmm. gun he uses all the time. I imagine that that this was like the setup for that. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So I'm trying to think if he had mentioned it. Maybe Mm -hmm. he had. Send us a comment if you know that. I'm sure people do. Honestly, like this being the first movie, it should have been worse, I guess. Like it was really good. I'm glad you think so. Yeah. You didn't find it slow? Not in a bad way. Like I thought it was good. Like you you mentioned when there was an elevator scene where there was no dialogue or music, just like a shot of I love that. I love that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's slow in an adult way. Yeah, you and I are more bored with the twenty-minute boat chase. (laughs) Yeah, which which is a lot of action. But this one, there's just like really long pans. Like when he Mm -hmm. arrives in the airport, it's just it's kind of elegant. Like Mm -hmm. it's a real slow burn. But I don't know. It's I I like that. Yeah, filled with class and maturity or something. I I would rather yeah like look at some shot of them in an elevator for like two minutes than watch like yeah like a 30 minute boat chase yeah like there's more to be seen yeah and especially that cool copper crazy elevator that he built yeah yeah in his big friggin' lair at the end when he's doing all the checks doctor knows to make sure everything's good before they shoot their laser yeah that goes on quite a while yeah and it's a really slow pan across all these different sections with their huge elaborate monitors and stuff yeah yeah there's a lot of that it's really uh it takes its time it's like the opposite of quantum of solace with the rapid that's cuts, right yeah constant cuts yeah yeah there's no whiplash in this one at all how did you feel about no pre-title sequence? Yeah, I mean, I, I said it right away. I was like, well, there's just the titles. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. what's going on? And then on a similar note, like, is there no song, really? It's just the Bond theme. The and Bond then theme sort and, like, of the th- Mango song, yeah. Well, or Three Blind Mice. Remember, sure. it, it goes, but that kind of drifts into the film itself. Yeah, and it doesn't come back where that, like, the one about the mango tree came back, came, came back times, a few yeah. times. Yeah. If they recut this and knew that they were going to always do a pre-title sequence, Strangways being murdered totally could have been the pre-title sequence. 
like those, those dudes, yeah. the blind mice walking around Kingston and then executing mm-hmm. him and then the secretary and stealing the file, mm-hmm. then cut the, to the song and then cut to the... Because uh, I remember thinking like, oh, was that the pre-title sequence just after the titles? Like, like It sort of was. That's what it yeah. felt like, yeah, 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 yeah for totally. sure. The same thing, really. Yeah. You can see... Like they build on it a lot, the title sequence. It's just mm-hmm. dots and colors and the, yeah. the dancing ladies, but it's still pretty cool. Yeah, it was. I, it I'm was fine. I, I so far, I don't really care about the title sequences that much. Right. Like it's it's fine. It's just a part of it. Yeah. I love it because it's just it's in my DNA now. It's sure, something I yeah. look for, and we haven't seen my favorite, like my top three yet. Oh, okay, interesting. I don't think. I do really like You Know My Name, and that was the first one you saw, so you had no context yet. Uh, what was just the last one? Oh, Live and Let Die is a pretty good one. Mm. But, yeah, you haven't seen a few of the best ones. I don't want to okay. give them away. All right. Not much to say with the title sequence, but the music, score, the song. The score overall was really good. I mean, obviously just the Bond theme going at when you expect and like <laughs> just good orchestration the highlight for me is definitely when he's killing the tarantula the music just goes freaking berserk and like syncs up with him like hitting the tarantula yeah. with da, his boot da, da. yeah yeah that was just so good so good for some reason the one that always sticks with me and it happens a few times when he kills people and i was even sort of humming it and saying yeah. it that uh, i even wrote it down it just says panana <laughs> panana 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 oh, yeah 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 yeah. it comes up a lot it's really intense and uh i don't know get your adrenaline going a bit in a movie that isn't really filled with adrenaline yeah 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 they use the score well and they don't overuse it like in some right right yeah good score want to talk about any of the women or lack thereof I guess there's there's plenty yes. of women. Yeah, so I we shouldn't had, have said that. I had three main women. I mean, plus Money Penny. Plus Money Penny. Yeah, not counting her. Uh, so Sylvia Trench was the first one. Trench. Yeah. Sylvia Trench. Yeah, which right. I wanted to say, about uh, Bond was like the first time we see him ever because this is the first movie. He's right. like Bond, James Bond. Actually, yeah. Keep talking about that. I wrote... Oh. oh, yeah. You got the history for that. Well, not really the history. I just Google. I, I had heard some story about either that was improvised or something. I think I'm wrong. Anyway, this first thing I saw, Bond, James Bond, delivers the iconic line for the first time to Sylvia Trench and Dr. No at Le Cercle Le Ambassadeur Club London. Producer Cubby Broccoli said, those words against the insistent rhythm of the James Bond theme was not just good cinema. It became the signature which has run through all of the Bond films. Hmm. Yeah, like there's no question he's the man. He's Bond. He's yeah. just sorry. I, I guess I just let you talk about Bond in this one, and I don't think I did. The only thing I wrote was so fucking cool. Yeah, he's yeah. just so natural when he says that and just reaches for his cigarette. Cue mm. the music. That whole scene in the casino when he stands up, he's so casual. Like it's almost like they just found this guy and just said, "Be yourself." Like it's so natural. Yeah, to him. yeah. He's so kind of cocky. It's not mm-hmm. even cocky or arrogant. It's just, just cool. like confident, just yeah. comfortable. Yeah, yeah. I don't really know Sean Connery in much context. I think I've said to you before. I saw was it like Hunt for Red October? Yeah, yeah, he was yeah, in. Yeah. I think I saw that once. So like, I only know like a vague a memory of old. It's the one where he plays a Russian submarine captain, and he mm-hmm. still has his thick Scottish <laughs> accent. <laughs> it's a classic oh, though. Man. That's a great one. But anyway, we were trying to talk about the women. You're right. Uh, Sylvia Trench. 
was cool. Yeah, yeah, she uh, was yeah. super gorgeous. Held held her own. And yeah, kind of especially for 1962. Yeah. Like overall the women in this are like strong yeah, independent exactly. women. Yeah. And her too, like especially well, not breaking especially. into his house apparently and putting on his shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's like, "Oh, you want to like have a date?" And she's like, uh, "It'll maybe. have to be tomorrow." Yeah, yeah. And then uh, just like shows up in his apartment, like wearing his shirt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Playing with his golf clubs. Yeah, yeah. It's like what the hell. That was a great shot too when he busts open his door and he's down on his knees with his pistol in his hand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sylvia's great. She actually comes back in the next one. Really, one of the only Bond girls to be in two. Mm. Yeah, she's like his Wiley's in London girlfriend. Okay. I think. Yeah, in the next that makes one. Yeah. sense. Yeah. What about uh, Miss Tara? She was also cool, right? Because she was the government house assistant person. But secretly working for Dr. No. Yeah, yeah. So she's not, like, obviously Bond figures her out kind of fast, but... They kind of are like going back and forth. Like they're both trying to stall each other when that scene at yeah, her place yeah. by having sex, I guess. <laughs> but again, like what Bond often does well or these movies do well, like they're also using him. It's not abusive yeah. or like I find it often gets a bad rep for being misogynistic or whatever. Like they're along for the ride and have mm-hmm. a lot of say in it often anyway. Yeah, she, yeah. I, I found that she's a better version of what was her name in Live and Let Die? The The... One who's oh, supposed um, to be an agent, but she actually worked for Kananga Parks. Ro- no, it's not Rosa Parks. <laughs> oh, that was just a joke I made? I think you did. Maybe Rosie it is Agent Carver. Parker. Rosie Carver. Rosie Carver. That's what it was. Yeah, Miss Tara is a better version of her. Mm-hmm. Much cooler and capable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about uh, Honey Rider? I remember when she says her name and then Bond is like, oh, like, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah that's she's funny. like, it's not funny. <laughs> it's my name. He goes from that to uh, when he meets Pussy Galore, just, oh, I must be dreaming. <laughs> <laughs> I must be. She, uh, Honey Rider, I, I like. It's also the same thing where she's kind of a badass at collecting shells. Yeah. I mean, which she doesn't sound <laughs> well, her- badass, but when it's like an evil dragon island, you know? Well... Out on her own in a like the island where her father was presumably killed yeah. in a bikini with a friggin' dagger on your it's yeah. just a little knife. And she's like, just like, yeah, I killed this guy with a black widow or whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah. Shit, dude. I mean, I wouldn't go making a habit of it, but <laughs> that's a great <laughs> yeah, line. Yeah, yeah. So she's, yeah, she's, she's great. It's so iconic, too. Her coming out of the water like that. There's like that was the poster for a long time. Like, oh, okay. if you Google james bond or james bond 60s that picture comes up if you were a teenager back then you had her poster on your wall (laughs) all right (laughs) i mean that's the i mean i would know i wasn't there but that's what you gather from the lore or whatever yeah yeah and there's a lot of shots of her yeah yeah yeah. and as we watch more of the movies you'll see nods to her Okay, okay yeah and in pop culture in general like you'll you know, Simpsons has talked about it, and like everything has. Mm-hmm. It's just that's one of those honey rider, honey rider, and her knife on her hip, wearing a bikini. Mm-hmm. Weird stories mm-hmm. though. Like I'm just here yeah. poaching shells at a place where my father was killed. It's worth fifty bucks, dude. Fifty bucks in Miami. So they're in Jamaica, like, and she had a really little shitty boat. Was she? stationed in jamaica do you think and she just rose out there i think so Uh, pretty crazy so she would travel around the world self-taught reading encyclopedias she got to tea she got to tea like we were joking she doesn't know about walruses or xylophones or or umbrellas no idea what an umbrella is or yogurt violins (laughs) yeah she's missing out on so much she really is but hey if she knows everything before that then she's doing pretty well yeah that's a lot 
Oh, so she's doing shells because she just got past S. That's there probably you it. go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, her father was a shell expert. Was that? I didn't catch that. I think so. <laughs> they they go around the world studying shells. He was a sea zoologist or an ocean zoologist really? or something like that. I think that's what she said. I'll trust you on that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you weren't listening when... Uh... I heard her say that they lived wherever there were shells. Right. But I didn't catch the those because of that. Yeah, I think so anyway. I believe you. She was pretty cool throughout. Like She wanted to stick around for dinner. <laughs> yeah, she got kind of kicked out at the end. Like... Yeah, yeah. No girls allowed. Right. We're talking about boy stuff. She wasn't exactly a hero, but she was never a damsel either. She held her own. I wouldn't yeah. call her a top tier Bond girl besides her iconic look, but she's also not bad. She's not. No, I don't think there was anything particularly wrong with any of that. Yeah, I think the the women in this one are better than the last two that we watched. Which is weird because this is 1962, right? Yeah. Yeah, they hit the ground running. So what happened in like, was it the 80s and 70s? Yeah. There's some doozies. Well, there's a couple bad ones in the Connery era, too. Sure. I mean, Goldfinger was worse. With the ass slap in the beginning. and Oh, yeah. So long, dink. Man talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. There wasn't really much of that. Bond, in particular, was fine to women. Yeah. Yeah. You know, maybe they like started out that way, and then they had pressure to play it up the other. Like, Or in our world, he's learning, because this is after <laughs> those mistakes. <laughs> That's right. But, but that would mean Daniel Craig, Bond... Gets worse, yeah. He, yeah. Or he fluctuates. Just, <laughs> just these manic depressives. Yeah, I sure. With with his misogyny. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There wasn't much for. Well, there's a ton of outfits that are great, but there weren't like gadgets or cars or anything really. For gadgets, I have two things written down. The first one was one hair plus some dust, <laughs> is the first big gadget. And uh, back to basics. Yeah. The second one was bamboo. Oh, nice. <laughs> to breathe underwater. I, I put Dr. No's uh, tied execution block. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or his, like, a, a freaking shocking vent cover. Oh, yeah. But those manacles were, like, in the concrete. In, yeah. In the slate or whatever it was. And the tide was just slowly coming up. What a hilarious way to execute someone. It's funny <laughs> to think, like, so that's the first movie, right? It's like water. And then like a few movies later, they're like, okay, the same thing, but it's a laser. Totally. Yeah. Cause he's, she's in the same position yeah, he exactly. is later. Yeah. As in Goldfinger. I'm not a car guy, so I don't know what it was, but it's a pretty cool car that he was driving around in that I, chase. Probably, probably. But it didn't have missiles or anything or bulletproof or an oil. No, there's no, there's no gadgets. Not, the gun, like I guess, is like. Yeah. The, it was just, he didn't even say quartermaster. He just said armorer or something like that. M when he brought in. The guy was that his, Q that it, it no. wasn't okay, not the same one. I think he said armorer. I've seen this like eight times and yeah. I don't remember. It's, um, yeah, he looked good. The only noteworthy outfit is the whole crab key outfit, it was powder mm. blue, yeah, yeah. And I, I kind of like his suit at the dinner, but nothing he, really. He looks good the, the whole time, yeah, that's true. Even the tux in the beginning, like, oh, yeah, well, of course, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, because we didn't talk about money penny, oh, yeah, but uh, like it's just the same. Totally you the know. same. Their chemistry is always great. Yeah, I love yeah. their relationship. And M is consistently a dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I forgot to say a few of the badass Sean Connery things about Bond. When he executes the professor, he's like looking for information and he knows that he's reaching for his gun. Yeah. And it's one of my favorite moments in the whole franchise when he, he just doesn't even, doesn't phase him at all. He's like, well, that's a Smith & Wesson and you've had your six. <laughs> yeah. And then kills him. Like he was about to say, well, you're about to die anyway, so I'll give you your information and then tries to kill him. Bond doesn't even question him further. He's like, you just tried to kill me, you little worm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love that. 
Yeah, the other thing I was going to say was at the beginning when M is like, you know, leave your other gun, your old gun behind, and he puts it down. And there's a parallel at the end with Dr. No, who's like, put that steak knife back, Bond. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's funny. Little kid. Never noticed. It's like when I tried to take candy from the dish when I was like four and <laughs> like that. sneak it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he was going to leave with it, right? Then had to walk back and put it on Money Penny's desk. Cut mm. with the usual banter, if you will, Money Penny. Double the mm. sevens in a hurry. Uh, back on M's desk. He, he gave Money Penny the box. What was the box? Uh, just the empty box, I think. Oh, I don't okay. know why he gave her that. <laughs> I think I was writing notes that was really already. funny. Yeah. I missed that. I thought I wrote another quote that I liked. I just wrote a bunch of notes about what an awesome spy he was early on in this mm. one. Like a good detective. Yeah, and some good quips too, actually. Yeah. When he got to Crab Key, he was quipping a little bit. But they're mm. subtle. It's not like they don't stand out mm. as much. Like yeah. when they happen, you're like, all right, that's kind of funny. Yeah. It's yeah. not like cringy and laugh out loud silly like or Brozzi. cheesy. Or just, or, yeah, 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 exactly. Does the rear projection when they're driving, does it just distract you? When he get first gets to Jamaica and he's in the cab, not not the cab, but the guy who works for Dr. Nell yeah. who takes the cyanide, that rear projection wasn't bad at all. And they cut it with enough exterior shots of an actual mm-hmm. car driving that it wasn't distracting, but the car chase. Yeah. That's what was weird about it because the first carpet you just mentioned i didn't notice anything yeah really I, and then this car chase i was like that's just so bad i think i was like eating at that point so i just didn't really watch it right, <laughs> like right. just like whatever like well like i said the exterior shots for 62 are pretty good yeah the, oh car yeah chase and like an actual car going off a but, cliff but and that's stuff. why it was weird it's like it cuts from like this beautiful shot yeah. to like some like cardboard cutout-esque green screen stuff yeah, like yeah. or whatever it, it is it almost makes you wonder like why did they do that why do they always need the establishing sh- like why do they need an up close of connery's face cringing like looking around at a green screen <laughs> yeah, yeah. like it's better without it like maybe have a close-up of him when he's done in the car without the background or something like Sure. Or maybe it was really impressive when it came out. And they're like, wow, this looks better than it ever has before. So let's do it. <laughs> maybe. But I don't know. Oh, man, you just wait till Thunderball when they figure out how to shoot underwater. You're going to be like, why are they doing this for so long? <laughs> when did, is that a Connery one, too? Uh-huh. Okay. It's another Spectre mission, so. It'll be soon. Soon-ish. Yeah, it's not the next one. Are we watching From Russia with Love soon? That'll be the next one. That's yeah. the next one. Action and stunts-wise, there wasn't really much else, eh? Besides that car chase and a few really brief, fight. awkward fight yeah. scenes. Yeah. Him knocking out the, you know, flipping the cyanide guy a few times. And then yeah. his little tussle with Coral and... Dr. No and, and stuff. And Feller. Did you catch his name? The guy? <laughs> That's Ooh, what... Excuse me? Bless you? <laughs> I don't know what to say. The, I got to look it up. The guy's name who like runs the little bar. Oh, like Quarrel's buddy. Quarrel's buddy. buddy. Yeah. It sounds like he says Puss Feller. Puss Feller? <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> he, he introduces him. Okay. Quarrel introduces him. And then uh, when they're at the bar later that night and Quarrel grabs and almost rips the arm off the photographer. And she says she works for some newspaper. Bond summons Fowler, and he yells it like twice across the bar and that's what it sounds like really okay, i didn't catch that that's really funny i gotta look it up while we're on that though we should talk about quarrel a little bit we met his son in the last movie you were saying that which would 
I mean, I won't even mention our timeline relative to that. Okay. <laughs> but, but yeah. And then Coral dies in this one. So that means the whole time this movie happens, he has like some little boy at home. Well, he's not. He's fully grown. He was. He works over in San Monique. He runs his own Coral. chartering thing. Where then Bond oh, just so used you're, him. You're saying with our timeline. With our timeline, yeah. Like Coral looks really young for his age in this yes, movie. Yes, exactly. Because <laughs> he looks but like no, he's like 20 something. He looks quite young. 20 something that guy looked younger than me you look 20 something <laughs> yeah you're funny <laughs> uh i don't agree i think he looks pretty old okay well i just wanted to say i like i like quarrel he's very good a lot of people love quarrel mm-hmm. as one of the favorite like ally mentor role yeah yeah and yeah <laughs> you're like wait he died <laughs> it's like really sudden so you like yeah. quarrel how do you feel about the whole manservant aspect of him yeah i think he was mistreated for sure and there's definitely some racism there potentially not potentially definitely. explicitly yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean you can ignore it if you want because it's kind of brief but like fetch my shoes and and he's quite nice to him still it's not yeah. really that bad but but it's just like the general dynamic is pretty uh what's the word racist <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's I don't know. It's but, not, but he is good. It's just like uh, some of the way he's portrayed. He's portrayed a little bit bumbling, you know. Yeah, but he also has a lot of uh, really endearing qualities. He's a very endearing character. Oh, I wanted to talk about another similarity to Live and Let Die is the distraction they have for the locals, like a made-up thing to keep you away. Yeah, Voodoo yeah. and Live and Let Die and this dragon that Coral fully believes <laughs> okay. in. The dragon, to me, I said this to you during, but it reminds me of, like, uh, I think in Paper Mario, like, the first boss, mm-hmm. you have the Koopa Bros. They, like, have, a like, a big mecha Bowser. Right. Like, this, it's this, a similar thing of, like, it breathes fire and it looks like shit. That's hilarious. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cheesy. Like, no. Yeah. Everybody, I mean, this is 62. People have heard of tanks. <laughs> it just has a little bit of paint. And the headlights are just yeah. headlights. They're, they don't, they're not even colored different to like look like eyes or anything. But I, I, so the myth would, like someone would have to see it and survive, right? For the myth to exist. Yeah. So, well, she's seen it from a distance, she said. So it would be like that from a distance, probably. I guess. And just see like the fire going. And then you run away. <laughs> I cannot see on the cast... This character, Post Feller. I'm telling you, I'm going to have to watch it again now. Miss Taro. It's not Tara. It's Miss Taro. Professor Dent. I just got to call oh, him yes. the professor. Mr. Dent. Remember Miss, thinking that. Okay. Yeah, that dragon. And he sends Quarrel out like 15 feet ahead to... So he said, I'll shoot at the headlights. You shoot for what? I don't know. I, I caught that the last time I watched it, and I was like, bad plan, Bond. Just yeah. run away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bond never runs away, though. I That's actually a good thing, because in the beginning, when he realizes pretty fast that that's not the car to pick him up from the airport, right? Right. He doesn't go away from that car. Oh, he yeah, just I gets love, in the I car. love that. Such yeah, a he Bond told, thing. Totally. Cause he, and then he tells government house, yeah, like... Might be a couple minutes late. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Never afraid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that, too. What'd you uh, what'd you think of Felix in this one? Felix is fine. He does his typical nothing role of of just kind of not quite exposition, but he helps carry things forward a bit. Yeah, gives a, he does give a little bit of exposition, and he loves to call women dames. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Goldfinger and this one, he says it a few times. Because you know Americans are the sexist pigs. <laughs> right, right. Like we said earlier, there's not much for locations. It's just London yeah. and Jamaica, but sets. But eat they your look heart good, out. yeah, and the sets, yeah. I mean, 
for the first movie ever, this is one of the best ones we've seen yet. And we've seen one from every decade so far mm-hmm. for sets. Like every single yeah. scene from the the hotel, even like where he was executed at the start. Not not where he was executed, where the secretary was. Like Strangway's yeah. hair is so detailed. It really with, good, yeah. With the uh, bookcase that you open up and the radio's in it. Yeah. And then the weird little operator room that he's trying to contact to mm-hmm. M's office. To with all those like kind of probably fake machines yeah totally yeah. but they have Love to build it. all of those yeah it's a yeah. huge room just filled with it just imagine being like on that crew we're like all right we got to glue these like little buttons on <laughs> yeah to this like cardboard or whatever before we go into the sets that i wrote down for a location the crab key beach where he first meets honey rider i was yeah. wondering if that's on location because some of the beaches are clearly still in studio mm-hmm. like when they're running away from dr no's crew it looked like in an inside little homemade pond with like fake trees sure yeah but a lot of it still looked like it was outside like some of those really wide shots where he's meeting honey rider and they're yeah. on the beach is beautiful yeah i think those would be on location for sure yeah, yeah. that and the chases and stuff but yeah those uh, sets. sets everything on crab key everything a doctor knows lair like normally a lair you have maybe a war room and like one other room but doctor knows you have the decontamination chamber the mm. hallways the weird little cavern with the vault doors bon- yeah. the hotel room thing not just hotel room but like hotel lo- like entrance lobby reception area like totally yeah. to uh doctor knows little apartment suite which is yeah. amazing all the way mm. to that incredible control room yeah that's right complete with a giant globe in the middle <laughs> <laughs> You gotta know if, what what you're looking at. Because if you're a Bond villain, yeah. So this movie is missing a few of the things that I really like, but yeah, those sets is why I think I love it so much. Man, it's good to look at. There was one note I had in the beginning that was just like M's office has kind of an airlock door situation. I Did you know, notice that? I like, didn't notice it. He opens one door and oh, then opens another yeah, door. Yeah, there's another one. Yeah, and it's right. like you can see the door behind you. I don't know if that's just like how the set needed to be built, like because maybe they cut it and they obviously cut it. But I was like, also, that'd be really good for privacy because you'd have like super secret. And one might be like a like a safety room. Like the second door might be able to like have crazy locks that shoot out or whatever. Mm, Yeah, it's a safe room for be safe. He's M. He's a very important person. What do you think of the bad guys? Unless you want to talk about the sets some more. Um, Frig the sets. My first note with the villains was Wizard of No in brackets hands. Because he's the first thing we see is like this Wizard of Oz, like, oh, Dr. Dent, you failed me. Oh, you mean in another set we didn't. Man, I guess we briefly mentioned it. Yeah, we're dense sort of being interrogated. Did you yeah. notice the lone chair up on a little stage? It's like an empty room, and then there's a little elevated floor with just a chair on it. It is no. like it's an interrogation room with the huge grate up top. And yeah, just the, the Wizard of Oz, Dr. Yeah. No. <laughs> I just expected like some yeah, little man to come up behind the curtain, you know? Yeah. No, I yeah, am so curious about that. Like, there must be cameras everywhere because... Dr. No knew everything that they were doing on the island. That's why they call him Dr. No. I guess. Well, I know it's not spelled that way, but you know, it's fun. <laughs> and yeah, the amount he knew about Dr. Dent there. That was a cool room too. But sorry, go ahead. Keep. No, I mean, and that was kind of it. <laughs> he was basically just the Wizard of Oz. Like he is all knowing and has a big booming voice and right. whatever. Controls a dragon. The other bad guys I only wrote down were just a few hench people. They're, or not even hench people, foot soldiers. Yeah, people who were sent to kill Bond or the three blind mice guys, three blind mice people, and uh, the cyanide guy and photographer photographer lady 
and just the professor, I guess. Yeah. And just a ton of foot soldiers and scientists. Yeah, no hench person or anything. So it is just yeah, Doctor now, I guess. Pretty much. We'll just talk about and it. And he has the, uh, you know, the quirk where he has no hands. The deformity. He yeah. has claws that he can crush little statues with. Yeah. yeah. That's the only thing they do. They, they crush a little statue right. and then don't save him from dying. I was going to say, do you think there's a little bit of ableism? <laughs> I thought on? about that. Because, well, first he says, you've done really well considering. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, and he said a handicap only brings out the rest of your good qualities or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, when he's dying, just trying to he, claw his way out. He dies because he can't grab on. <laughs> right. His fake hands. It's almost kind of sad. It is sad. Yeah. Like, But I also love when he realizes everything's going wrong and sees Bond and all of his people are leaving. He runs like a total dork to try to stop him. Like <laughs> well, you could, he is a dork, right? <laughs> totally. He's, he's a doctor who was probably bullied and he, all that. He, and his literal story is just that like he was like a nerdy scientist that no one wanted to hire. Right, right. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's I'll a do cool, it myself. There's a lot of intrigue there, so I'm pretty excited for our little narrative that we've created. That, that this introduces, yeah, this introduces Spectre. Sort of how Le Chief introduced Quantum or whatever. Like mm-hmm. it, it was just a small sample you got of a much bigger picture. Yeah, because he, yeah, he used to work for China, right, and then left and robbed them, and the West didn't want him, so he mm-hmm. started his own deal and works for Spectre, something like that. Yeah, I even tried yeah. to listen. He was really just talking about how cool and smart and rich he is. And that as soon as he's done this little project, I'm just going to blow it all up and move on. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. He's such a, he was like bullied and we like, haha, you have no hands or whatever. And then to overcome that became this evil super villain. But I, well, I think he, he lost his hands through radiation stuff. Right. You're right. They did say that, but still I like to think (laughs) when he runs like that, I'm mm. imagining him. Uh, oh, never mind. Now I'm being a bully. <laughs> Freaking ableist. Oh, man. Oh, Poor gosh. doctor. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. What What do you think of not seeing the villain much? Yeah, I didn't I didn't miss it. I mean, there's so when it comes to like the tropes. Yeah, we don't really have enough of the villain. We don't have the right kinds of henchmen. Yeah, not really. At all. There's something to be said about the villain you don't see for adding a layer of sinisterness or whatever. That's true. They're, and they overdid it maybe a bit with the Doctor, uh, or not, sorry, not Doctor Oz, but Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yeah. Different. And they, things. well, you wait for Blofeld. Like he's, this is the guy who runs uh, Spectre. Spoiler alert. Probably a big spoiler. It's not really. But you just see his hand often. It's almost like Dr. Claw and Inspector Gadget for a, mm. for quite a while. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The man behind the scenes kind of thing. Interesting. Which I kind of like that as a trope. But there's usually like sub-villains when that's the case. Mm-hmm. Which we kind of had here with the hench people in a, in a way. A little bit. They're more like representatives than really sub-villains. Yeah. Well, it, it felt a little bit like live and let die and that there's like conspiratorial people everywhere yeah maybe. a little bit or or you know they just they didn't know they were they didn't have the tropes yet like we said goldfinger's mm-hmm. the one that establishes all of that they didn't have the formula and i think they were just sort of going for a kind of grounded spy story mm-hmm. like it's never he's just a really good detective he's never like a superhero he doesn't check in on mi6 a lot he's just here investigating a thing like when he goes to crab key he was only going to go look around he didn't mm-hmm. intend to be seen he didn't know like honey rider arrived and that's got dr knows people looking for them because she didn't hide her sale then they get captured and all of that like he didn't plan on doing all of that mm-hmm. so it's just sort of 
happenstance. It's not a big elaborate thing. As usual, yeah. Yeah, yeah. When they meet, my thought was like, he doesn't need to approach this woman. He could just leave her be and go continue his mission. But because he's Bond and he can't help himself. Yeah. Yeah, it reminds me of the only time he sort of did that was for like five minutes in Goldfinger when uh, Tilly Masterson passes him, speeds through uh, wherever they were there, and he almost speeds up after. And then he like... Patience 007. Or... uh, duty double i forget what he said but he actually doesn't go after yeah he probably could have just laid back down but maybe underneath the mango trees his favorite song and he just can't help himself he's got to (laughs) sing along sure i mean she had a pretty pretty good voice she did and pretty a lot of other things (laughs) was this the first what what else have we watched where did they end in goldfinger gold oh just off the water so there's a few that end in a boat and i think this is the first one we've seen Ending in a boat. Tomorrow Never Dies was the wreckage of a boat. That's true. Nice. Good catch. So this is the second one. There are several <laughs> that mm-hmm. end in a boat. Yeah. So that's one trope that this movie starts. Did you feel like it ended suddenly? A little bit, but I was okay with it. Yeah. You know, it's too, like, you're ready. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's two like, hours exactly. I was always ready for, for it to be over. But that was another reason it was confusing as a kid. Like, he's just going out to investigate this island. He hasn't checked in on MI6. He still doesn't really know who Dr. No is or what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And then a half hour later, it's over. Just through like a few, you know, they're chased yeah. and then caught and some dialogue happens. A little sort of action scene and it's over. It's a bit of a weird ending. But so Dr. No was trying to topple missiles? He had that- been. So that's why Strangways was investigating. Like he was down there and so was the CIA mm-hmm. looking into why these satellites were going down. Apparently, mm-hmm. you, I think M says something about that when he's talking to Bond after Bond okay. gets back from the casino. They're uh, testing missiles and sending out satellites. The next thing they're going to send out is a satellite that's going to orbit the moon and it's about to go off. And they're worried that whatever is doing this is going to bring this one down. Yeah. And that was his plan. Yeah. And then Bond turns up the danger level <laughs> all the way. <laughs> that's right. And that's why the so the radiation that's going on is to power that laser that brings them down. Oh, it's a laser. I didn't catch that. Yeah. That's really funny. Yeah. OK. That's that weird little penis that came out of the water. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I know. The pe- I know the penis. Yeah. <laughs> God, I'm just thinking Dr. Evil commanding the penis to come out of the wire to shoot the laser at the satellites and bring it down (laughs) Uh, i can't Uh, wait to watch austin powers yeah Yeah, well i don't know what else there is to talk about with this one then yeah i like it it was just good just good i agree one of the uh, best in the past few we've watched some good ones because i love casino i love goldfinger but this would be my favorite after that Hmm. i like it more than the other three we've watched I think Four. since we're kind of reflecting this episode so far, I I don't remember it super clearly, but I have this impression that Timothy Dalton is kind of my favorite right now. Yeah, you really liked him. I really, liked I love him. him too. I just don't like the Living Daylights much. I just wish he could have done more. Yes, I yeah, like I, him. I'm gonna feel similar. I think. Yeah. I'm excited to see the next Timothy Dalton one for sure. Yeah, and then I have a really good taste in my mouth about <laughs> Brazi for Tomorrow Never Dies. Mm-hmm. And then the two Connery ones have been really good as well. So it's pretty much for me, it's like the Raji one, Roger Moore, which was Live and Let Die, right? Yeah. That one was probably my least favorite so far. Hmm. I think it was my least favorite viewing so far, too. Again, that was the day, maybe. Yeah. We had had something to do with it. Because it's been 
that was like we had an almost full week at work in the sun and we were just like yeah yeah. it felt crammed yeah yeah and as we've said context matters so much for Mm -hmm. uh the enjoyment like mood matters so much my top five changes all the time depending on how i'm feeling yeah what do you think doing this just us versus a guest it's more organized for sure just us instead yeah yeah yeah. definitely but we have such good conversation like with live and let die and jp was bringing up like great points about yeah so much stuff the conversation's better than the movie sometimes yeah (laughs) in that case that was was super true last time yeah yeah all right. Narrative aside, since we're kind of reflecting how you feeling in general, are you, uh, did you, are you liking it more or less than you expected you would? Do you think separate from this, say we were done, something happened. Would you keep watching them in the future? I, I, you're going to love this too much and I hate it. But <laughs> I, I feel like at this Be point, now. At, at this point, if, if you, suddenly moved away or something happened i would probably still watch all the bond movies i'm very happy to hear it (laughs) it only took six ladies and gentlemen (laughs) it probably took like four right granted we haven't seen the real doozies yet but you'll even like those i think there's something to be loved in almost all of them well and now it's just like i just want to it's like i'm a completionist a bit like now i'm just like i gotta see all of them and see what i don't know there's a slightly addictive quality to them too Mm. to just see what each one has to offer see see how they stand up against the other ones and like especially now i'm like oh i gotta see all the connery ones because i like connery and i gotta see the other dalton one oh and brazi was good too and then if once i see all those and the craig ones that i also want to see then it's like well i gotta watch roger more then right it's kind of like uh i had the same thing with star trek i watched next generation and i was like well now i gotta watch deep space nine and voyager and then now i'm trying to watch enterprise and like well i gotta watch the original series sometime that's funny i mean i'm the same (laughs) yeah yeah since you like brazi so much I might have to alter this list a little bit. We'll do a few Spectre ones here. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple Spectres, then a break, and then a couple more Spectres just to... Well, I'll explain as we go. But as the list currently stands, we don't get to another Brazi in quite a while. I mean, I can always just have it to look forward to. That's true. Too. You don't got to move it around too much. Really. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Next one will be... I think we might as well do From Russia With Love. That's mm-hmm. the one that immediately followed this, 1963. Mm-hmm. I've been saying I won't... Uh, give away too much but this one was my favorite for quite a while for okay f- for a few years you said that about casino too right because yeah it's it was often one or two of those it, you know it depends on what i'm in the mood for it was always one of those two for 10 years or so probably interesting recently i've they're like four or five now four okay. and five now yeah. oh, okay so there's and three are goldfinger was number three or two yeah Okay, so we're getting closer to figuring out your favorite. <laughs> I do have a guess for that. I think I said, I told you I have a guess, mm-hmm. but it's it's no mystery for anybody who follows me on Twitter. I follow you on Twitter, <laughs> but I don't. You haven't gone back. I haven't gone back and looked at all your tweets. Yeah. Speaking of that, since we're wrapping up, follow us on Twitter at 007 Bon Voyage or Instagram at the same. If you want to email us, it's 007bonvoyage at gmail.com. At this time that we're recording, that podcast is actually out, which uh, wasn't true yeah, <laughs> before. We, we were, uh, just in case one of us did bail or we decided we didn't like it, we didn't start releasing them right away. And we mm-hmm. wanted to have a few recorded in case we need a few weeks off in the summer or anything. So we have a few in the can. So we're a few weeks ahead. Yeah. So this is the day after 
Tomorrow Never Dies came out. Yeah. Day of. Day well, of. like last night, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess it is. Yeah. yeah. So, so any feedback is appreciated. Uh, it might feel late, considering yeah. <laughs> when we're recording right now, you may have just listened to the Tomorrow Never Dies one. It might have a complaint. We will get to it. Yeah. We could always edit up. in something, too, if yeah. it's anything pressing. It's true. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming along on the journey, folks. Thanks for coming. Bon voyage. Bon voyage. Bon voyage.